Hello and welcome to the Shira podcast, where we interview black women who are leading in their field. Our guests range from entrepreneurs to educators. These leading women are willing to share their experiences and successes, giving back to our community and showcasing so that others can see, learn and lead too. It can be tough for women and even more so for black women. We explore what it takes to rise above the challenges in today's world and be all that you were called to be. I'm Ogay. And I'm Lisa. And we're your host. So get ready. And get comfortable as we dive straight in. Welcome everyone, wishing you a very happy, healthy and fulfilling new year. Now this is a special episode focusing on reflection and goal setting and we are delighted to have this special episode with you and we are delighted also to welcome back some of our previous guests from previous episodes that we've had and if you haven't listened to them already do go to the podcast and listen to them, they're amazing. Right, since we started our podcast over a year ago now, we have aired 16 episodes, and these have been listened to over 400 times by men and women in over 15 countries. Just under a third of our listeners are male, and our listeners range between the ages of 18 to 60 plus. So we are grateful for all of our guests that have come onto the show and given their time and expertise in all of these episodes that we've managed to share with you. So thank you again, all of you, from all of us. So without further ado, I'm going to welcome to the Shearer podcast today, Yvette Onkra. Hello, Yvette. And Rima Katu. Hi, Rima. Hi, Lisa. Okay, so Yvette, just introduce yourselves quickly to our listeners, for those who hadn't listened to your podcast before. Okay, so hello everybody. I am Dr. Yvette Ankara, MBE. I'm a transformational coach and speaker, and it's really lovely to be back again with Lisa. And Rima, can you do the same? Yep. So hi everyone. My name is Rima Cutton. I'm a careers coach, uh, event specialist, and previous EDI specialist as well. Um, And I work at the University of East London, and it's a pleasure to be back with the Shira Network family. Welcome. Right, so let us reflect on the past year, and we're going to do this really openly and honestly together with you, because that's how we move forward. So our first question is, what is the first word or thought that comes to mind when you think about the past year? Who's going to take that one first? <laughs> I'll go nuts, crazy. That's the, that's the thought I had. As soon as you said that question to me, that that's the only way I could describe 2022. It's it's been absolutely crazy. Yeah, I think yeah. I kind of have to like um back back with the vet there and just say uh, resilience and testing came to mind because <laughs> <laughs> it has been a bit of a helter skelter. Yeah, yeah. To put it that way. Yeah. yeah, roller coaster, real yeah. roller coaster this year. That's my word, roller coaster. Yeah, there's been ups and downs and twists and turns. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so yeah. not quite how we started off because you know, the beginning of the year, everyone's like, Happy New Year, this is going to be it, and it's just been that roller coaster. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, starting about that, how did you begin 2022 and how did you want it to end? I know I started it really hopeful. 
and I was had great expectation of what was going to happen in this 2022 we're supposed to be coming out of covid (laughs) and it was going to be you know back to the new normal Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah great expectations and that was how I started the year and how it ended was that I just wanted to be satisfied that I'd done my best with what I had Mm -hmm. Um, and that's how for me I wanted to end 2022 so how about you how did you start 2022 and how did you want to end it I don't mind going first with this one um I think when I started 2022 uh so I have changed careers over 2022 sorry Mm -hmm. don't know what happened my words there um when I first initially did the Shira podcast I was in I think it was a secondment position at the time as a careers coach and now I'm officially a careers coach as of October but when I had started 2022 I was working in the EDI department in the EDI sector which was great but I was more in events and comms in that sector which was amazing it was really lovely and I liked it but I think I think there's always two sides isn't there you know your actual role that you're doing versus the actual environment that you're within when you're doing that role um, and I just don't think it was the best environment for me so I think um, and I know we're going to come on to this a bit later on uh, mentally physically emotionally my mind was kind of I was everywhere um, kind of thing going back to that roller coaster analogy I guess I was kind of at the top and then I was that like, kind of dropped down so it was like really overwhelming mm. I think I would say yeah. Um, at the start of the year for me and then going and very stressed um, and going towards the end of the year I'm still stressed don't get me wrong but it's for it's it's good stress and I don't know if there's such a thing as good stress and bad stress yeah. but I would say it's good stress in the sense that I'm almost like in the middle of a race and you know when you're close to the end and you put in your all and even though it's stressful on the body to like give you that final adrenaline rush you're still excited because cl- I'm a bit like that because um, I'm currently doing my master's and I'm in the final hurdle of writing my dissertation because it's due um, soon so I'm kind of I started the year with like that negative stress and I'm ending in a positive stress like I'm near the end and I'm hopeful and it's exciting yeah that makes sense. yes it does so for me I started with acceleration and I accelerated <laughs> I really did um, my business quadrupled um, I went from from having um, at that start of the year I think I had six associates to having nine associates mm-hmm. now to completely expanding and growing my business so that's what I'd wanted I wanted expansion it happened a little bit too rapidly for my mm-hmm. team um, and then lots of other things kept expanding um, and I'm like oh okay, I might need to kind of rein it in just a little bit. So on that side, that that was my, you know, my word and my energy was all about acceleration. It was all about that growth. Mm. I'd actually spent 2021 doing a lot of training. I'm a training um, junkie. I'm a, it's my happy addiction. But I did four different courses, including another master's in 2021, right? Mm. So by the time I got to the end of, of that year, I was like, I'm not doing a single bit of training this year I want to consolidate my learning I want to um, be really doing that so I made the commitment to not take on any more long courses I've done little things but no more long courses um, to consolidate my learning to really embed in my mastery so doing that um, but how it 
ending is my word for 2023 is flow and ease. It's a much more gentle pace. It's much more um, giving myself grace, giving myself time, allowing myself just to enjoy and to take my time. So very different energy to the start of the year. And also because my body's very clear, it doesn't like that level of energy. So um, this is, I'm coming, you know, that coming to the end of, of projects and closing, but very much a closing of the year with, with calm, peace, quiet, hibernation almost, and just stillness. So very, very different to how I started. That's great. So if you had to choose three words to describe the past year, 2022, what would those be? And why? Transformational, crazy, insightful. And why? Mm. I learned a hell of a lot about myself this year. I realized how much resilience I had this year and how much I've had to draw down on, on the stuff that I've learned this year, more than any other year, even more so than the pandemic year. And the transformational in terms of my whole world has completely transformed this year in so many in so many ways. Good and bad. <laughs> If you want to look at it from that perspective, but there's been a lot of transformation and a lot of growth and evolution. And um, I said the crazy, it's just sometimes you think you can't make this stuff up. <laughs> Something happens. Okay. And that's been the exciting stuff and the thinking, what the, and you're thinking, I, 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 you know, if I said this to somebody, they honestly wouldn't believe these things have happened. So yeah, so that would be the, the way I would describe it. And it's been such a learning and I think also how I have handled some of the more harder stuff has been really interesting because perhaps if this had happened some of the stuff maybe five ten years ago I would have been a very in a very different space I'm, I feel very calm very centered very grounded mm. I don't think that would have been me 10 years ago it's been a teaching year it's been definitely a teaching year I just like to say um congratulations as well to you, Yvette, like on the business success. That's Thank very you. impressive. So congrats on that. Um and I think my three words, uh a bit slightly similar to Yvette, because I feel like with all three of us, we've kind of gone through probably similar motions and we're kind of, you know, gathering together like old friends to reflect on that at this moment. Um I would say because I do work in HE, sometimes the academic year we see as kind of two sorts. But if I'm looking at it from January to, you know, December, I would say um, resilient is definitely one. I would say for like the first kind of quarter of the year, there was a lot of resilience. Then I would say transformational and then stillness, if that's a kind of word, or like calm. Um, and reason being, I think... I'm kind of, I'm two years away from 30, so I'm 28. So there are things that I'm kind of reflecting on and I'm trying to be a kind of better me every year as I kind of grow. Um, and a bit like yourself, Yvette, there are things that I've kind of gone through that I don't think I would have reacted the same way as I did this year. Um, I think I'm growing a lot more as a professional. I think I've grown a lot more this year as a professional than I would say in previous years. Because I think with sometimes with work and sometimes something we teach our students as well, you know, when it's going good, it's going good. But when you kind of hit the hiccups, no one really trains you on how to deal with that. And it's really hard to navigate that space. Um, and I think I was in a bit of an, a negative headspace where I was getting quite a lot of critical feedback 
not necessarily constructive and I think me as a professional and then as a person I was like how do I navigate that what do I say what do I do how do I respond you know so um there were things that I had to kind of be resilient throughout and kind of sometimes take that knock on the chin but I then would say transformational in the sense there have been opportunities that I've put myself forward for and really pushed my boundaries that I didn't know existed within myself Mm. um and I think all of that you know I kind of think of it like almost like a chemical reaction it's kind of combusted and come together and things like that but then it's like you know resulted in me being very calm now in my day-to-day dealings like I think I just realize and appreciate that this say you know there is a bigger picture um and I think sometimes it's so easy to get caught up and sucked into like work and what's going on because we're you know, if you're working nine to five, they're there 35 hours a week. It's most of your week. Um, but yeah, I would say I'm a lot more calm now, um, a lot more relaxed, I think, in my approach as well, and a lot more grateful for the things that I have achieved, which sometimes I think you lose sight of when you are going through the craziness. Um, so yeah, those would be my three words and reasons why. Resonate with all of those. It's, it's true. It is like old friends catching up, isn't it? <laughs> I just wanted to say it's- I was 28 when I did my my first masters, so oh, yeah. <laughs> and, like, and that journey, I, I remember it really well. And it's just like you know, because I'm 45, so it's a completely different kind of space that I'm in now. We need to share some youth secrets <laughs> as well with that. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> so then, but it's you know that masters journey is not an easy one, and yeah. doing it when you're working full time. So you know, just hats off for doing that because people don't realize how much it takes out of you when you're doing yeah. the studying as well as the work, and it's a lot. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And this leads into our next question about what did you learn this year about the world, but also about yourself? Because mm-hmm. we've got lots of learnings coming out here from what you've already said, but yeah, it's great. Echoing what you said just a minute ago is how resilient, mm-hmm. yeah. the level of resilience. You know, you think you've gone through stuff and you're like, hang on a second. <laughs> this stuff is that's kicking off is it, deep, it's mm-hmm. hard. And I'm still standing yeah you know and I'm still smiling and I'm still able to and the gratitude piece I do gratitude every single day gratitude is is my is one of my superpowers right that whole Mm -hmm. every day doesn't matter how hard that day has been I will find things to be grateful for at the end of that day Mm -hmm. and that that's what kept me going through the pandemic and that has what kept me going through all of these these trials and tribulations so that level of resilience and still being able to find gratitude in things Mm -hmm. um, it's it's training you're training your body to deal with good things and hard things yeah and that tra- it shows how much training has paid off mm-hmm. and I think that's what the learning is the reality is when you actually do the work yourself that yeah. it makes a huge difference I think that just to kind of echo back onto that is um so my sister bless her, and I've gotten into a good habit because of her she it's got me into the habit of listening to so I am Muslim by faith and I just got into the habit of listening to religious sermons every morning when I'm getting ready and I've never done that before but it's really helped me there's a Islamic scholar called Mufti Menk and yesterday's sermon that I was listening to was around gratitude and being thankful and grateful even when you know it feels like all the clouds are pouring down with rain trying to find those silver linings and I think a bit like what you said of it I think I've realised not only about the world, one, that no one really owes you anything type of thing, but then two, it's, 
I think just sometimes stop and also not want to be grateful but also give yourself credit that's one thing that I Mm. haven't really done too much and I think it kind of feeds into that kind of self-love narrative of you know pouring back into you and I think there's like a wider conversation of like I don't know if it's as women I don't know if it's of because of women from ethnic backgrounds and because our kind of culture, I know in the South Asian culture, we have a very kind of stoic presence of mm-hmm. just keep going, don't, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I think just kind of stopping and being like, look, this is what's, what you've gone through and this is what you've made it through, you know, not just gone through, you've made it through and you're still standing and, you're still, you know, give yourself some credit for that. Mm-hmm. So I think um, linking back to that question about what has it taught you about the world, I think no one's really going to give you that credit unless you give it to yourself first so you need to kind of be comfortable I would say in that um so yeah I think that's that's the thing for me definitely no, no one is going to give it to you you've got to give yeah. it to yourself and that looking after yourself mm-hmm. I take self-care is as a that is a mantra that is a way of life yeah. and a way of being and that self-care even though I was self-caring mm-hmm. I wasn't self-caring enough and I was like yeah. okay, let me up that let me up that this year and I upped it um yeah. and that's the whole thing no one's going to do that for you and we yeah. give 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 and that cup is getting dry <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah. I, I definitely echo with that because I think sometimes self, self-care self-love especially like where I'm on social media a lot there's a lot of content around you know do spa days and give yourself a facial and journal it's been very romanticized and sometimes self-love isn't that sometimes it's taking yourself out of toxic situations Mm -hmm. and being courageous enough to do that and I think my self-love has been in that regard of like really stepping out of an environment being scared to step out that environment like terrified but still doing it anyway Mm -hmm. because if I didn't I probably wouldn't be sat here being able to do the podcast because I'd be stressed with whatever else I was going through type thing um but yeah I think that element of self-love just like you know going beyond the kind of uh, materialistic things we would do i.e the facials and things like that or you know the new clothes or new hair or whatever just also really tapping into your kind of mental health and your spiritual health or whatever it may be definitely yeah that self-assurance that self-value self-worth it is highly um well more important than anything else if you don't have that for yourself, if you don't value yourself, if you don't love yourself, mm. then you don't recognise all the things that you've achieved. And mm. that is one of the things that people always put themselves down on. They don't realise how much they actually have achieved, like you've said, and gone through and and not just made it through, but actually thrived through. <laughs> um, and it's all of those. And just recognising that and appreciating that. And if you do that, then you know your worth. Um, and you don't stay in those sex toxic situations you, yeah. you 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 know that you're better than that and, and you don't need to do that so it's really important so it leads into another question again this is great what was the most important goal you achieved this year uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to put a figure to it but I hit a financial business goal that mm-hmm. I put in place I hadn't even thought about it because I was just doing what I was doing and I smashed that goal. And, uh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, it was one of those, I hadn't even looked at it because I'm just, I'm focused, I'm getting on. Yeah. I'm like, oh, wow, you, you've done that. And <laughs> I have a group of women in my world who are 
my precious women who just hold me up, uplift me and love me and I support them and they're brilliant. And I sort of sort of tentatively said to them, I think I've just done this. And they're like, mm. <laughs> I think I was just in shock. Um, but that was for me, I was like, wow, okay. Okay, so let's go. Yes. Fantastic. <laughs> I think I think for myself, um, the goal I would say that I'm most kind of proud of and most I to be fair, this wasn't this wasn't really a goal, it just kind of propped up and I was like, I didn't know I wanted to hit this goal until it actually happened, <laughs> kind of. It's a bit of a different one. Um I ended up actually stepping into a career that I genuinely love. And I I thought, because like I said before, when I had transitioned from the EDI sector into careers coaching, I did say I want to start the the start of the year. Um, I essentially want to end 2022 being really happy in my role. And at the time I was talking about the EDI role, which don't get me wrong, I was happy in because it was an events role and it's great. But now that I'm in careers coaching, I've generally met the goal of just being in a position that I'm really comfortable and I genuinely wake up every morning like, yes, let's, and because I think I'm making that difference. So that's really what's um, kind of makes me really happy. So I've, I've kind of met that goal of, you know, I've ended up somewhere where I'm really happy and I'm, I'm good with that type of thing. So that, that's the goal I've met this year. <laughs> Fantastic. It's always good to have that. And sometimes you don't need to have a massive goal. And like you said, sometimes you have a few small goals. That's what I started out with, a few small goals. And then opportunities happen and goals evolve or there's a new goal that's that's there. You know, life life happens, life changes, and it's spotting those opportunities and going for them. Okay. But is there anything that you have not done this year that you wish you had done? Written my book. one of those things that just sits on that to-do list and it's something I want to bring out for 2023 you said about opportunities the opportunities that came from my business I'm like if that door's open I'm taking them right um they were not planned none of that was planned so the plans all got shelved and the plans emerged so yeah my book um that's that's what I want to do write my book Right, you've told all our listeners now. I'm a catchy title, right? So if people want to say, okay, what is it they want to learn from me? Let me know. And I'll <laughs> Definitely. I really want to go onto the property ladder this year because I, I kept saying, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it, I'm going to do it. And it just didn't happen. Um, and not that it didn't happen because I didn't have resources. It's just like, I think, uh, just that self you know, go and action it yourself. I, I didn't get around to it, I'll be honest. And I think I'm not really gutted over it, to be honest, given that we have gone into a, like a cost of living crisis and, you know, given how the market is now. So I think everything happens for a reason. Um, but it's definitely something I want to look into because I think with me, I'm also focused on looking at other avenues of income that could potentially generate but then also other sectors that so for example real estate has always been some of an interest of mine and just property development and things like that but um yeah I'm not I'm not gutted over it though to be <laughs> I'm kind of happy <laughs> that it didn't work out because I was like oh god what, what would the situation have been like would I have been able to keep up the mortgage would would I have been chucked out within the first two months as soon as we hit this crisis so yeah I would say that was probably one one goal that I could think of yeah like you said things happen for a reason yeah 
But if you don't have a goal, then there's no point if, you know, you're not going to achieve something that you didn't set out to do. So it's always good to have these goals. But like you say, when you have these goals, and like I said, when I started out this year, I had some small goals that I wanted to achieve in all different areas of your life. Like you said, personal, work, Mm -hmm. family. Um, And then things evolve, opportunities happen, and you have more goals that you set up or you change your goals slightly. And it's fine as long as you choose. And that's our power to choose where we want to go and what we want to do. So did you achieve all the goals that you set out to do this year? There were some family goals I wanted to have. There were some personal goals for myself. Um, I said the book, yeah. Mm. (laughs) There were some other bits related to, to work stuff, but other things took precedent. But on my personal side of things, yeah, I kind of did the things I said I was going to do. Mm-hmm. And I'm happy about the things I said I was going to do. And they mm-hmm. were they were things like, you know, spending time with my family, having holidays and spending time with my friends and um, that filling of my cup in different ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and having that silence, going for walks, reading more, all those things that I want to do, meditating, yeah, making mm-hmm. sure I'm meditating on a regular basis, um, that connection to, to spirit, to self, all of that, that I did. And that I continue to do. Um, the others will they, they will fall into line. Like <laughs> about yes, I would say like career goals definitely. What I wanted to kind of achieve that kind of so with with goals. Um, it's interesting because I actually talked to a colleague yesterday about New Year's resolutions. <laughs> um, with my goals, I generally try not to get them too like not too many, just like a few small that I can kind of focus on and are achievable for myself so in terms of career I definitely achieved what I want to achieve because I think I rose a lot to different opportunities so my long-term kind of career trajectory if you will is to go into leadership and there are a few leadership opportunities which came up which I took on and you know succeeded and I was really happy with um and then just kind of ending up in a career that I genuinely love and still able to hone in those leadership traits and develop myself and then also give back as well and in terms of personal a bit like a vet yeah I think just I think also just pouring more into myself because I do find that I I am quite selfless and I know selfless people don't say I'm selfless but um in the sense that I, I give a lot of my energy and time to others and I don't know if that comes as the territory of working in HE. I don't know if it comes as the territory of being in coaching, whatever it may be. But I did find I was giving a lot of myself away to the point where when it came to the weekend, I was just shattered and I had no space for me or even family. It's just like in bed, having a lie in and then just, just slugging about the rest of the weekend on that knacker type of thing. Um, so in terms of investing in myself, 100%. And yeah, I would say just... I think one thing I said I do want to make the most of the year in terms of just like little treasure moments or making memories. Mm. So one example would be me and my sister for my birthday um, because I've had unfortunately two COVID birthdays. I thought this year I want to have it different and it was Ramadan so I couldn't really do anything for the birthday of the day. Over the summer she kind of put together like a little activity thing for me and she took me to the theme park and I haven't been to a theme park in God knows how many years but just to like feel like a little teenager or a child again and it was so fun um so yeah I've definitely got that in my kind of treasure trove like as a top memory so yeah I would say definitely achieved quite a lot of goals this year in terms of what I'm happy with brilliant 
And we all know 2022 has been a challenging year. We've described it as roller coasters, ups and downs, twists and turns and things. Mm. Um, what was the most challenging part of this year for you? There's been quite a few and they're all linked to health. Mine and or other people's around me, my loved one's health. Um, and I'm a mummy. So my son has had health problems off and on this year. And that is always challenging because watching your child like struggle or be really unwell is horrible. It's horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had quite a lot of a lot of that sort of stemming from going back into sort of autumn of 2021 all the way through a lot of 2022. And he's kind of struggled with various health things. Um, so that's been difficult. And then my own health um, has taken a bit of a battering on a couple of occasions um and I think I'm very good at that wake up call bit I don't need to wait for it usually you know for it to be major things before I say okay right but I have had two quite significant health issues this year which has said right what you're doing is not working we need to switch it up we need to change it we need to put different things in place so I'm completely restructuring my business for next year so that you know my my space of you cannot handle anything if you are not well your your health is number one you are number one you know and even that you know to look after my child I can't look after him if I am not well mm. so I have to put me first so it's, it's always a theme but the reality is there's a theme and then it's what you sort of do and now it's like no this is 100% all in me first in a very positive way it's not I don't see it's a negative thing or a selfish thing I think it's an important thing yeah. um, and then everything else will flow yeah we hear it time and time again don't you yeah. if you travel in an airplane put your own mask yeah. on first before helping others yeah. you're no good to anyone else if you haven't got the energy the health the mm. the, the headspace to actually embrace and help somebody else the same mm. if you don't love yourself you can't help and love others. Yeah. You so, need to have that. Definitely. So, you know, I talk about it. I appreciate it. And I walk my walk. If I'm not going to, if I'm ill, I'm not showing up. Mm. And that's, and I won't apologize for that. I don't mind letting people down, but I'm not going to apologize for putting my health first, putting my needs first, because I've had years of dragging myself through to show up for other people. And when you do that, Half the time, I don't appreciate what I'm meant to. You don't actually help yourself. So I'm being unapologetic about it. Mm. 100%. I feel like we need like an amen or an amen. <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's so like, because it, it literally reminded me of, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a big RuPaul drag race fan, by the way. So there's one line that, you know, RuPaul always says, which is, how how you if you don't love yourself how in the hell are you going to love somebody else type of thing and it kind of goes back to that statement of if you're not looking after you and you're not prioritizing you you can't you're not useful to anyone else not to say that should be your kind of goal but if you have got people that depend on you i.e children family whatever it may be you're not going to be any good and i think um one of the challenges that i had this year i think would be more in the professional workplace and being confronted with I would say challenging line manager and I don't think I expected the way in which it panned out because I've had 
criticism before, but it started becoming almost like very kind of picky, almost boring bullying behavior. And I didn't expect that because it was so different to what I'm used to. Not to say I've not had, you know, experiences of, you know, or disagreements in the workplace, but I think it's just the level to which it escalated, which surprised me a lot. And I realized that when I mean what escalated to, it became very, I would say, uh, infantile, very childish, very, you know, um, unprofessional. And I think as a person, I have a tendency to kind of really close in on myself um, when going through that. So I kind of felt like I lost a bit of me because I was so cautious about what I was saying, what I was doing. I kind of became like a, a shadow of myself and not really putting me forward and not really focusing on me. Um, and I think it's when I kind of took a step back, I just realized, you know what, why am I doing this? Why am I putting myself through this? Why am I, why am I still here? You know? Um, and it kind of took a bit of a wake up call from a friend of mine. She really put it into perspective that this isn't, this isn't right. This isn't on. Um, and I'm sure you know, if you haven't had experiences, but I'm sure you may have experienced this, it's almost like in the workplace, like gaslighting. I think I was subject to a lot of that. And I was really in my head and I was like, is it me? Is it them? And I was, it was such a toxic cycle. Like looking back and I was like, wow, I can't believe I really stayed in that for so long. So yeah, I think this year was the first time I really felt my age being used against me as being used in a positive way so dealing with ageism and dealing with really realizing that you know what Rima sometimes it's not you and it's not anything you're doing and it's nothing to do with you sometimes it really is the other person so one of the challenges being um coming up with kind of problems in the workplace but then also one of the big lessons realizing sometimes you just have to let people do them you can't be responsible responsible for their actions you know it's on them type of thing no definitely I'm just going to do this quote because I've uh, it's appropriate to what has just been said and it's by um San Miguel Knowles and it, she said that when you take care of yourselves you're mm. a better person for others and when you feel good about yourself you treat others better I mean that's, I'm a practice, practitioner of radical self-care that's, yeah. that's where I go to now is the level of it is um how we care for ourselves is is it's a an act of rebellion as well against the society that wants us to to burn ourselves out quite frankly um and yeah Rima that toxic kind of space been there unfortunately and the age thing um if you, you mentioned that, that I that I look younger you know when I was like 21 I was training and delivering stuff and you have people who are you sort of like your parents age and yeah, dealing yeah. with that and they they don't there's not a lot of respect shown mm-hmm. um so and especially being a, you know a black woman it's kind of like oh are you discriminating me against my age my gender yeah. my race or all three you don't know? know which you don't know which what areas getting discrimination and you just I don't know I think it is like because you know and I'm happy that you kind of mentioned that event because throughout my 20s it was something that I earlier yes it is something I picked up but I think this year it's been very very direct mm. you know 
yeah. and it is awkward when you are dealing with people that are your parents age and it's just like I you almost feel a bit like petty for being you know it's just like, I don't I know this is wait what am I getting involved in you know it's just like yeah. this is really happening yeah we, we forget that that offices are often just bigger versions of schools yeah <laughs> it's, yeah. Not, it's not much different the workplace is you know we have this idea that when we get to be adults it's this place that everyone's really sensible and responsible <laughs> no <laughs> it's it's the gossips there the, the the same kind of characters and personalities schools are training ground for the rest of your life really yeah. to get adjusted to those spaces so on that note who do you wish you had gotten to know better over the past year so someone that you thought, actually, I should have spent more time with them or got to know them better. Um, so for me, I'm a chatty person, as you can see. <laughs> and most of my friends and people that I associate with chatty, hence why you're here too. <laughs> so it's quite hard for me because I do, if I meet someone, I yeah. do actually invest. I'm talking to you and I'm going to get to know you and you're going to get to know me. And mm. I invest in that conversation. I'm not distracted. Um, yeah, yeah I'm a bit a bit, a bit like you Lisa I don't think there's mm. anyone that I'm like you know I really wish I had an opportunity to talk to that person because I like yourself I'm a bit chatty and um that's why I kind of like <laughs> move around when I'm going to the office I'm like kind of compartmentalize my time it's like remember this is your talking time um or I'll be talking all day but yeah there are I, I don't think I've really got anyone on that list because I think people that I come in contact with I try my best to get to know everyone in Fair regard. I think there are some people that I have on my list that I would wish I would have spent a bit more time with. Yeah. Um, if I could oh. kind of change that question, I'd say more time with definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, in particularly a friend of mine, a really good friend of mine, um, from years ago. We've been trying to organise a kind of catch up, and never really got around to it. Um, so I'm trying to at least organise maybe like a FaceTime or something like that before the year ends. Um. But yeah, I would say in terms of spending time with, she was definitely on that list just because she's been in my life at such pivotal moments. Um, and I think, you know, life happens, obviously, you're busy, you can't think, but I don't want her to ever feel like I've kind of forgotten that or forgotten her. So yeah, making time, definitely huge time for that. Yeah. I think there's there's one person who we met for the first time this year, but we've been speaking for a couple of years um, face-to-face and obviously the pandemic gets in the way of these things. But um, yes, maybe spending a bit more time with her. And there's a few more people that because of the pandemic, I have realised I have not seen them in person for quite a while. And there was one friend who I realised just because of, I think with socials as well, you sort of text and whatever, I realised I haven't actually seen this person in person in 10 years. I was like, this is a bit rubbish. (laughs) And it was great. Um, So there's, it's kind of those things making more time for people and actually doing a bit more face-to-face because yeah. I live remotely now, um, which I'm quite happy about. And I work remotely and I love it. Um, but then making the face-to-face time really matter and really count. Yeah, definitely. So what was your biggest mistake of the year? But what lesson has you have you learned as a result of it? Just staying in a, an environment for too, a bit too long and not leaving earlier. But I think the biggest lesson would be maybe, I think that experience would be fair, the biggest lesson is really learning my own worth this year. I think that's like the kind of overall theme for me. I, I'm someone who kind of lives by the thing of no regrets and not having, so I don't regret the experience because it has taught me a lot about myself that I probably wouldn't have known if I went straight into coaching. 
for mm -hmm. example, um, it probably would have been a bit of a blind side in the long term, but um, 100%, I would say, uh, not getting out of the situation earlier, but then also one of the major lessons is like kind of finding my voice and really standing my ground and not being afraid to challenge things. Because I think when you're young, especially in a team where you have people that are a lot more mature than you or people who are maybe experienced, you kind of get afraid to be like, oh my God, I don't have a leg to stand on or, you know? Um, so yeah, I think that's a major lesson, being able to kind of let my voice come back out a lot more. Yeah, well, we're constantly learning, aren't we? And that's the way to view mistakes. You know, yeah. that it's a learning exercise and a learning experience that we're going to not make those same mistakes next time. Mm. Um, I mean, my mindset. Yeah, exactly. We're always learning, aren't we, continually. So mine this year was actually not realising that when you have these important conversations with people, especially those in authority, that you actually should record them. <laughs> because they don't say, they say that they didn't say that or, you know, have yeah. a different twist on it and it's your word against theirs so that was my big learning this year yeah. showing a bit of insight into <laughs> some of the things that have happened but that's those things like you know this this incident with the client mm -hmm. um it was a fantastic opportunity and mm -hmm. I don't like really I don't do regret yeah right? um I either do it or I don't do it I also don't do yeah. guilt <laughs> I either do it or I don't do it right and it was a fantastic experience it was great for my team um, and as an organisation, we are proud of the work we did. And there's no, no one can take that away. The experience that we've had with the administration and contracting side of it has been horrific. But you live and you learn. And if someone wants me to drop something or do something last minute for somebody, the, there's going to be a premium attached to that and there will be um, ex different expectations. But the work itself, not one, because... That experience was transformational for the women that we worked with. Um, and it really actually touched and changed my facilitators who did that as well. So yeah. definitely amazing. But it's just a kind of, hey, so here's the contract. This yeah. sense, like I'm into the contract and putting those, putting, um, being far more stricter um, yeah. about some of those things. Yeah. But this is, this, is, this is the point of being a CEO, right? So um, on that note, <laughs> what character trait did you rely on or practice most this year? I think biting my tongue. <laughs> oh, I, I've had to. <laughs> yeah, it's like that's patience pulling out there. <laughs> yeah, it is really being patient. I think it's so testing, isn't it? And, you know, and I think, I don't know, I think, and maybe you both could maybe share some parts of this and the thing here if you've had this experience I think sometimes people have a perception of you and sometimes I think okay I can talk to this person this way and they won't or I can be a bit cheeky and maybe get away by saying this or whatever it is and I think for me it's just learning how to maybe risk instead of reacting responding and taking time to really put together an answer that I won't necessarily get flagged up for and be because be I think it's so easy especially if you are a black or brown woman to be kind of painted the brush of being aggressive or being rude or being but it's almost like kind of aggression isn't noted when it's being aimed towards you when it's at you it's oh no it's just feedback but when it's you it's I know that's aggressive you're rude you're aloof or whatever it is and I've, I've been called rude before but then just being you know mindful of how can I say in a way where 
I'm not getting carried away with my emotions. And I think sometimes emotions do get all over the place when you're very highly stressed. But then at the same time, I'm still getting my point across. I'm not going to be walked over, essentially. So I think sometimes learning when to bite my tongue, but then also responding and not reacting. That's really key. Because I think that's what they rely on, that you live up yeah. to that stereotype of being the, the angry black woman. And that, that includes everybody when I say black, yeah, yeah. black or brown, whatever. It, that's what they, they're yeah. expecting. They want you to do that. Mm-hmm. And actually by not doing that, like you just said, by controlling those emotions and actually just stating the facts and yeah. actually drawing things out, you actually retain that conversation and steer it in the direction that you want it to go in rather mm. than where they want you to go and then I've got see I told you she was like that yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. write write it out in word never in yeah. email <laughs> yeah. write it out in word first sit on it then go back and read it before you cut and paste it and send it <laughs> so, yeah um but yeah it's that taking that pause taking that breath um yeah. and again it's kind of it's a training you you're literally training yourself to pause before you speak you're tr- you're gonna to, that's what it is it's training because I can say that my 28 year old self was not calm was not patient was was literally gonna react um, so um it is that so using alternative means which I said that first said writing it out stating the facts and again understanding what is their motivation what's the communication style mm-hmm. how will they hear you because if you're speaking to somebody in almost different languages, they're not going to hear you no matter what you say. So what is it? What's going to help them hear you? Yeah. And understand what you need to say. So what character trait did you rely on? (laughs) (laughs) Or practice the most this year? (laughs) Gratitude, gratitude, gratitude. All things through gratitude. Mm. Um, Always. that's That's my way of working always and I'm just thinking of things that I did let slip or things that didn't happen but I don't lose that because it helps you to keep sight of of where you are in the world of whatever's going on around you you are (coughs) you were still able to to find that that peace and my phrase as I'm ending this year is to be the calm in the chaos because there's a whole heap of chaos in my world and that's not going anywhere but I don't have to be the chaos. But in what area do you feel you've made the biggest improvement? I know you've all made improvements this year. You've all learned different things about yourself and the world. But what area do you feel you've made the biggest improvements? And tell us how you made that. I think with my personality in the sense that, not to say I was horrible outspoken before, but I think I would react a lot more before. And I think I'll take things a lot more personal before. But I think over the year, one thing I'm really proud of is I have grown in the sense that I realise that sometimes, you know, I do observe people a lot more now. um, And I try to look beyond, you know, whatever they've said or how they felt to be like, okay, why why would they say this? Or um, I wonder what they're going through for them to react like this. Um, And then also being uh, very kind of upfront and having like healthy conversations around towards solutions and things like that as opposed to getting caught up in emotion and then taking things personally and then running off on like a kind of tangent type of thing so yeah and I think that's been achieved through a lot of self-reflection and a lot of I would say a bit like what you said before you have like a group of 
women that really kind of uplift you. I would say one of the uplifting people in my life is my sister. So she did give me tips on before you respond, write it out in a Word document. And, you know, that's helped me a lot. You know, I know. And she said, just leave it and just come back to it, revisit it later. So talking with her and spending time with her, I would say I've kind of achieved a type of stillness that I don't think I had maybe last year or even the year before. Because I was so sucked in and focused on they said this and they said that and taking it all as an attack, a personal attack. For me, it would be stepping fully into and embracing being a CEO. Because it's very different when you work for yourself and you've run your own thing for so long and you do your own thing. And now it's not just me. <laughs> so it's a, and it's a very different way of working. Um, system structures, all of that stuff need to be built. You know, having to, to work with people differently. And I've run stuff for years, but it's very different. This is this is one of my babies, right? So it is it is a very different thing. And also, you know, when you're negotiating, when you're talking to, to companies about contracts and things like that, you know, I had a situation where my lawyer was in there and their lawyer was in there. So, it's, you know, that kind of moment where, you know, my people got to speak to your people. It was that kind of thing. And I'm like, okay, this is interesting. But you know, fully embracing and stepping that this is an identity. This is, I am a business owner. I've always been a business owner, but I truly am a business owner. I'm a director. I'm the CEO. This is my thing. I own this. I have to manage this and deal with this and knowing what all of that means. And you step into a different energy. And, um, you know, when you do that, when you're having negotiations and talking about money, I'm, you know, I'm not shy about the money conversation. And it's like, yeah, we do that, but there's a, there's a number attached to that. And, it's not feeling like, oh, I can't really ask them for that. Or I can't really. No, <laughs> this is a business. You know, Jeff Bezos isn't worrying about these things, conversations, you know, um, and really stepping in and embracing what that means and having a complete shift in how I operate in that way. So we are going into 2023, the new year, mm-hmm. but not just the new year, just thinking about the future. What worries you the most about the future? I'll be honest, I don't I don't have any worries. I don't know if this is I don't I just I think because of like the way um and this isn't something that I've done, you know, in this year, it's just generally because of how I live my life, and maybe it's because I'm in my twenties. I don't know, maybe I haven't necessarily experienced a really kind of bigger hardships of life as of yet. Maybe because I'm from that kind of position of being single and you know not having huge you know responsibilities as such as of yet maybe I'm kind of speaking from a place of privilege in some ways and I just see that I just I don't know I think for me I'm just I'm really excited about what the future holds for me so I look forward to it um in terms of worries I I don't have any as of yet I think just kind of backtrack to your earlier question I think a bit like what you were saying that this year I've stepped a lot more into my power I would say, and it's a really amazing book by um, an author called Eunice Aquilina. I don't know if I pronounced her name wrong. It's called Stepping Into Your Power, and it's around kind of developing women leaders. I've done that, I would say, a lot more this year. I think at the start of the year, I went through a lot of imposter syndrome, and I've never had that before. So that was like a big, like, scary thing for me. And just kind of um, refinding myself. So, and a part of refinding myself is someone who's not afraid of 
the future and what it holds but being excited about it so as of now I don't think I have any any worries and you know like I said it might be coming from a place of privilege because I don't have those other responsibilities and I'm just looking out for me at the moment um but at the same time I realize I need to embrace this moment as it is because who knows by the time I'm 35 I might be married with kids and I could be like oh my god you guys I didn't expect this and this is so why didn't anyone tell me this but you know I don't I don't I don't have that that worry as such at all right now there's so many different things going on in my world at the moment, so many different balls, that it's not necessarily worries, because anything that I worry about, I think, so what's the solution for that? What do I do to mitigate against that? How do I step into that? So if I think about things, it's like, well, then what do I do to make it different? It's more about how do I want 2023 to be? And what do I do to step into that energy and make it happen? And there's a lot of fear and there's a lot of reality of, you know, cost of living and all this kind of stuff. There's also lots of people making money. There's also lots of people who are doing a whole heap of different things in that space. And so it's kind of I'm choosing how I want that year to pan out Mm -hmm. as much as, you know, where I can. But I've also got to know that anything can happen. I've got to be open to deal with and rock with whatever happens. Mm -hmm. Um, My baby starts in secondary school. I keep calling my baby, not a baby. (laughs) He starts secondary school. That's a big transition. That's huge. So mm. that's something that I'm mindful of and just got an ear out for, which means that when he's doing that, I want to be stepping away from my work as much as possible. So I'm present. So how do I build my business to make sure that happens? That's my focus. You know, I always take all of August off. So if I want it, I'm planning it now to make sure it happens then. And it is that word of stepping into your power. Mm-hmm. And it's knowing that you have got that power. A bit like what the theme that's been running through here is about knowing yourself, self-worth, your value, mm-hmm. and actually making things happen and having that support network as well. Yeah. But there's um there is a couple of books on stepping into your power. Like you said, that there's one for adults, and I actually got one for my daughter, um, Stepping Into Your Power by Janine Wilson, because she's um she's just started secondary school. Um, in September so I thought it, actually she needs to know that because having your identity that's mm-hmm. when you know when people can push you in, into all sorts of different areas and and, and experimenting happens isn't mm-hmm. it around that age yeah. so you have to know yourself so that you can actually mm-hmm. be confident in who you are and what yeah. you do and what you're about yeah and then also oh, yeah, sorry then, no then it just carries through hopefully if you learn that at an early age that's one of the things that you know if yeah. you could go back and t- talk to your younger self <laughs> if you mm. learn that as an early age to just value yourself and your contribution and your, mm. who you are then actually you can you know face the future when things come like you said when obstacles come because you can't predict you're not in control of everything but there's some things you are <laughs> you can yeah. choose like you said how to respond or how to react yeah. you can choose yeah. and that is your power that you have yeah. the choice yeah yeah, and, and this and this power isn't there in in basically you knowing yourself to that point where no one can tell you any different about you. Yeah, yeah. And I think that in itself, if you can kind of embed that from a very young age into the minds of kids and children, it's so transformational for them as they grow up. Because I think, you know, when I was in school, I was very much shy. I was very much, you know, like self conscious. Very, much. but if I had really was comfortable I guess in my own skin in some way on being me I think there were probably a lot of things that probably would have overcome in a different way um and it's so powerful 
being able to say this is me this is who I am and if anyone tries to question it you can happily bat it back with that confidence so how did you take care of yourself this year and how are you going to take care of yourself in this new year and that's like we said all the elements of yourself your whole self your emotions your mental health your physical how are you planning to do that and what did you do this year so I drop in and do this one yeah go, go ahead all right so something I do as I go away by myself I've done that since I was probably about 18 I've gone away by myself um I didn't see marriage and children the whole child could stop that <laughs> so regularly taking myself off to just have time for me and I will continue to do that in this year but I might actually make that abroad rather than just local because of you know the circumstances that we had um I also believe in coaching and therapy so in the same way that um I coach and I'm also a therapist will support others I get that support myself I don't see as anything different to me going to a dentist or hairdresser to me they're, they're part of my world um so making sure my mental health is looked after as well as my physical health I teach self-care right and there's all these different elements to it mm. and the connection element to others the giving back I volunteer I do all that work so all that work will remain and continue but making mm. sure that my cup remains not just filled overflowing I want my mm. cup overflowing in 2023 so I'm yeah. giving from surplus, not just my, you know, the drinks at the bottom of the cup. I'm giving from surplus. That's what I'm giving from in 2023. So time for me, time with people, but time for me is just as important. Um, yeah. Those other practices that I do. And yeah, step up the exercise and the nutrition because oh, I like cake. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Rima? <laughs> um, uh on the on the kind of fitness thing I think I'm with you ladies as well I'm I'm not a sweet person more savory um and my mom does knock up a really good curry so that is my guilty pleasure which I need to stop and I keep doing myself but um I think I think what you were saying of it does resonate with me a lot because I think I've always struggled with self-care um it's something that I've definitely learned a lot more this year mm-hmm. um and interestingly enough, when I had when I was last time on the podcast, I was on my secondment. Uh, I'm one of those people because I really do want to put my best foot forward in what I do in terms of job wise and who doesn't. I get I used to get so kind of engulfed and wrapped up in that. And I think when I had started the year, because I was so hyper focused on work, not because I I wanted to be that hyper focused on it, also because I was dealing with a lot of responsibilities in the role um because at one point I was doing the role of like about three four people I I had no choice but to because if if I didn't do it nobody else is going to do it for me mm. and then it'd be a conversation of why didn't you do it and that back and forth so as a result of that I did skip out a lot on doing things that I would usually do like you know taking care of me you know meal prepping you know going for a walk uh you know having some downtime and a bit like yourself of it I'm from a young age I've always been quite introverted I've been very comfortable by myself so I would draw I would read or whatever and you know that is my downtime whether it's if I'm going away or if I'm going out somewhere like having dinner by myself you know treating myself to a spa day going to a museum because I'm a big art lover like these things I then started skipping out on a lot this year and I mean completely like I was completely remote on it and I was like why why have I sort of I remember one morning I woke up and I looked over to my bookshelf 
And I saw this book that I'd opened. I was like, did I even read this at all this year? And I had started it, but I, I completely forgot. So when I started doing my secondment, and I kind of achieved, because I spoke to a colleague who I met, he had started new in the team. And I had literally, we were kind of a bit like passing ships. He was starting and I was finishing up my secondment. And I, I thank him for this, for telling me this. He said, he's all about work-life balance. And I've heard that term before, but he just said, no, Rima, it's really important. He's like, he values it to the point where he's so happy to just step away from things and leave it as it is, if it's not going into that work-life balance. And that it dropped the penny for me because I spoke earlier about a friend who said this isn't kind of it was him who kind of just really like said you know this is work-life balance and it just kind of opened a new perspective for me so stepping away from my earlier role really helped me kind of get back in touch also with that self-love because in this role now not only do I have a work-life balance I'm able to get back to having me time Mm. um being able to stop and recharge my social batteries being able to stop and really check in on my mental health and journal and pray and you know do what I needed to do to kind of um go back to my state of normal state of functioning and having a healthy state of functioning sometimes it's really scary I think also for people my age group and just younger than me because where we are in such a weird precarious um economic state where you know a lot of us don't maybe have financial security or you know may not come from you know I don't come from any kind of family money or anything like that it is a bit scary to oh my god to step away from a job that is paying you well and you're doing things you know we have like I think with my generation we have really unhealthy toxic work burnout we're we're really a part of that burnout culture because a lot of my friends a lot of people on social media they are in that they see it as like being a powerhouse and I hate that word you know I really hate it. I detest that word and I get described as that a lot and I'm like no because I'm a powerhouse I'm burning out <laughs> you know the power is running out being able to step away from the role has allowed me to then come back and reconnect with things that I love doing and that's how I kind of looked after myself just being able to step back and being brave enough to step back you know that's scary and in yeah. you doing that, like you just said, you stepped into your power. Yeah. You are a powerhouse. You just need to rephrase that word, you yeah. know, like reclaim it back. A powerhouse yeah. isn't someone that has to be working 24-7 all the time, responding to emails, you know, everywhere, at every meeting, all the time. That That's the old image of this powerhouse. A powerhouse is in control mm, and chooses yeah. And steps into their power and uses it appropriately. Yeah. Thank and you, for Lisa. I think yeah. I'll put that on like the vision board for 2023. Reimagining the powerhouse. Yeah. You know, it's not a shabby old shack anymore. It's just like um, different. Yeah. Alice, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like... It's your place. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, what email on your phone? You know, take yeah. it. <laughs> just, you know, the whole idea of someone expecting you to be available 24 7. I am mm. so anti hustle culture. Because I just think it is it is a recipe for burnout and ill health. And yeah. that's what happens. You know, and my and that thing, that's what happened to me at that in the age that you're in. That's what that's what happened. I'm yeah. burnt out repeatedly. And the health repercussions for that have been felt for years. So, you know, your generation is 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 storing up for the same nonsense that our generation did. Yeah. So it's it's time to stop. It really yeah. is. So let's give our listeners some insight and some more insight. We've given them some <laughs> lots already. So let me just change that. 
But if you could travel back, and I did mention this earlier, to the beginning of the year, rather than your younger self, but travel back into the beginning of this year, what advice would you give yourself? Hire your finance and ops person earlier and don't be afraid to stop and slow down. I think I think I would say to my kind of January self, if you will, you're really amazing and you're you're so talented and don't let anyone make you doubt that because I think I did a lot of that. Mm. You know? And I think that's one thing and I would say really believe that and really step into that and own that just how you did before in your previous role go back to that you know and I think because I, I think I like when I say I kind of lost a bit of me in my previous role I kind of lost sight of that so then I was kind of falling into that imposter syndrome of trying to prove myself even though I didn't really need to prove anything um so yeah I think that's what I would say I would say you know you've, you're very talented you're very wise with your years and just believe some of the positive things people say. Don't don't just say, oh, yeah, you're saying that because you're a colleague. Just take it. You deserve it. You know, be, be kind to you. Something so negative and something so, like, trying to push things away. You know, embrace it. Embrace also that positivity, the positive comments you get. Yeah. There's some great stuff here, and we've pulled in some great insights for, for throughout as we've gone through about reflecting on this year and how it's impacted us and how there's so many similarities isn't there mm-hmm. in terms of what we've learned and what we're going to be taking into the new year but the message that I think there's the strongest that I'm hearing is about this self-care yeah and it does it starts with you looking at yourself and looking after yourself mm-hmm. and this worthiness of knowing your worth and your value mm-hmm. and loving yourself enough to stop and say no or yeah or get out of toxic situations and knowing that you are enough I think that's mm-hmm. a strong one I've been saying that to my girls you are enough yeah yeah um yeah. you are enough uh, wherever you, you are and you are making a difference for me I always <laughs> want to make a difference I suppose that's why we do coaching and training yeah. and consultancy I want to make a difference just think I'm not making a difference actually you get that feedback I've had so much feedback this year we've had so many you know people respond to us about our podcast and the feedback there you are making a difference you being here has made a difference so it's just you don't realize how much of an impact you are having on other people that you haven't even met so I think that's something to take away that you are enough and you are making a difference and to value and love yourself know your worth and take care of yourself definitely and be unapologetic about it all yeah really just it's okay to put you first so thank you this has been a fantastic special episode we have missed Ogay, but she is going to be joining us later on so thank you so much for your time both of you and coming back you are amazing women and you're doing great things and continue to do great things. We will definitely be getting you back. So don't worry about that. Looking forward to reading your book, Yvette. <laughs> yeah, please, please send suggestions. What do you want to hear from me? All right, because I need to sit down and write this thing next year. <laughs> you heard it here, listeners. She's asked you to contact her. We will have your contact details as usual at the bottom of our podcast and also listen to their individual podcasts, which have been recorded earlier on this year. So thank you once again.
Brilliant. Thank you so much, Thank Lisa, you. and that lovely to meet. I've literally learned so much from both. And you, Lisa. Really lovely to meet you Thank today. You so much. <laughs> Thanks, Lisa. So you have heard from our two leaders and myself reflecting on the year that we have had. So this is the opportunity for you to take some time out to reflect and plan on this new year coming ahead. So we've put together some questions for you to start thinking about. So take a moment, pause the recording, get yourself a pen and paper or a pencil and paper, notepad, whatever you prefer, to write down your answers to these questions. When you're ready to start, just press start. Take as much time as you need on each question. So the first question is, what did you learn this year about the world and about yourself? What did you learn this year about the world and about yourself? Second question, what is the most important goal you achieved this year? What is the most important goal you achieved this year? Third question, what have you not done this year that you wish you had done? What have you not done this year that you wish you had done? Fourth question. Did you achieve the goals that you set up for yourself? Did you achieve the goals that you set up for yourself? Fifth question, what was the most challenging part of this year for you? What was the most challenging part of the year for you? Sixth question, are you holding on to something that you need to let go of? Are you holding on to something that you need to let go of. Last question. Are you letting matters that are out of your control stress you out? Are you letting matters that are out of your control stress you out? Now you've taken the time to answer those seven reflective questions about the year that's just passed. Just take a moment, review your answers. Make sure that you're grounded. If you're sitting in your chair, 
sit up straight, put your feet on the floor, the soles of your feet flat on the floor, back straight. And just breathe in and out. Be aware of your breathing. And let go of those disappointments. Let go of any of those mistakes. Let go of all those, what could have been, what should have been. Let go of anything that you're holding on to that you need to let go of. Take a deep breath in and let it out. Do that a couple of times and let go of each disappointment, each mistake, each coulda, shoulda, woulda. Anything that you are holding on to that you need to let go. Now, we're going to decide on one area that you want to focus on improving this year, this new year, this new start, new beginning, which you can do anytime, but it's the new year. So let's, let's do that now. Just pick one area that you're going to focus on and one goal that's important to you that you want to achieve. Again, write that down. Why it's important to you, what it is you want to achieve, how you know you've achieved it, what will it look like? How will you feel? Now you're writing down that focusing goal for this new year. Next, I want to ask yourself three things. One, what will this get me once I've achieved it? Have a think. Two, what am I going to need to make this happen? And that could be anything, resources, changing your mindset, you might have to gain a new skill. What do you need to make this happen? And lastly, the third question, who will I get support from? Who will I get support from? Have a think about that. Who do you know already that can help you in this area? Or who do you need to get to know to help you in this area? Now, it'd be great if you could write to us and share with us your goals. You can do that by emailing us at info at shearernetwork.com. We'd love hearing from our listeners. Let us know, what are your goals for this year? What area are you focusing on? 
And also let us know if we can help you on your journey. So do contact us and find out how we can help you on your journey. We love helping our listeners and we're here to support and encourage. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for listening. Do re-listen to the goal setting if you need to. Listen to how our leaders have worked out their reflection for the year. And take the time to reflect on your year and to plan your new year. Wishing you a very, very happy, healthy and fulfilling new year. Thank you for joining us today on the Shira podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. We will have another inspirational leader chatting with us very soon. Until then, keep learning and keep leading.